Hi folks! It is a letter show, so the content warning is uh, there will be content. We'll probably talk about ADHD, and I believe there are otters. Otters! Otters, yes. Um, thinking of animals, we have them. Not well, otters, though. Not otters, though. All the chickens are in bed. Sergei is trying to make himself as comfortable as possible as he can in front of my uh, keyboard, uh, which is awkward because that's where, like, a lot of my reference stuff is. And, yeah. make it, uh, Just finish making yourself at home, buddy. The dog may also bark and other... Yes, thank you. I love you, too, Sergei. This is one of the few rare occasions, though, where we are not swearing at Sergi, and as a general warning, we swear a lot. Yes. At the state of the world, often at the state of Sergi. Yes. Who most times is doing something to deserve it. Yes. Please, please don't, you don't need to love the, the microphone transmitter. I know. Sergi, Sergi has not had food yet. Uh, I mean, other oh, than no. snacks. So, yes. Would you stop shoving your eye socket on my thumb? That's disgusting. Anyway, hi, folks. Welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode 266. Content warning. One-eyed cat. Yeah. With boundary issues. One-eyed cat with boundary issues. Um, like I said, we have a letters episode. There's um, one, a couple longer ones, but, uh, you know, so tonight will probably be shorter. I have some really cool stuff coming up, though. I am... I mean, we're almost halfway through September, and I'm looking at the... Don't even say that. It is It is. It is the 6th. When we're recording. Okay, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. We are not halfway through September. Yeah, you're going to give... That's next you're week's gonna episode. You're going to give your writer a coronary. Sorry. We're, we're almost a quarter of the way... I'll allow it. And I'm looking at what I've got coming up in September and October and a couple of things uh, and what I've already started to book for November. And I am just thrilled at some of the fun and some of the people I got to talk to that I get to share those talks with you. It's kind of awesome. Uh, October in particular is really cool. Um, and we'll talk more about that as we get a little closer. In other news, though, uh, as mentioned last week, I was getting my first colonoscopy last week, and uh, that went. I had a colonoscopy. Yep. That was an experience. Oh, uh, yeah. Most of the experience was, um, you know, the after effects of the, the uh, electrolyte mix they make to clean, they give you to clean you out. It was not the dreaded go lightly specifically. Uh, so it tasted rather boring. It was I think damp they give and salty. You like the slow version. I think go lightly is the we're just gonna like purge the memory of food from your system now. Well, it may also be in how I had it done because let me tell you, when we got to the place, things were happening a lot. I I warned them that you know. Things have been happening, and it is by sheer force of will that there is not a mess right now. So, anyway, that's uh, that was that. And then I, I didn't need to recover. I mean, it was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm not allowed. I wasn't allowed to drive. I wasn't allowed to do this. So, you know, I had to postpone a couple things till today. And we had a we had a like 
a four-day weekend, or I had a four-day weekend, so I honestly can't give you too much of a productivity update because we're recording on Tuesday, and the last one was recorded on, what, Wednesday? So I had a day <laughs> of work. I mean, I'm really happy with the progress I've made on the code I'm writing. Um, very glad I have three quarters of a month to get it working right, uh, but I'm pretty happy with the fact that what I've got now works. Um, at least the bare bones stuff that I needed to work by this week is working this week. So, um, yeah. And then, uh, oh, that's, I mean, that's it. We've got another busy week ahead, but you had an incredible day writing. I did. I've actually had two incredible days writing. You have. I, I have knocked out, I knocked out 2,600 words both days. Yes. Uh, and today, in fact, I did 1,700. I came home and then I had sort of an idea for another chunk of of the the next Easton novella. So I went and wrote like another 800 words on it. So Yeah, that's, that's, that's incredible. So... It was pretty um, good. It's it's pretty awesome. And then, uh, for those of you who might have missed it, um, the Hugo Awards were this this past weekend. Ursula did not win, but she did come in second in her category. Our dear friend Shannon McGuire won for best series, and we are nothing but happy for her uh, because it's uh, Wayward Children is an amazing series and totally deserved to win. Absolutely. Uh, long overdue. Long overdue on that one. Uh, I always say with with nominations the the prize is knowing you get to like that people think you belong on the same stage with the uh, other names yeah and it's it's an honor to be alongside so many people and it was it was a really good a really good slate this year so or a really good list of nominees so. not a slate but yeah 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 um so yeah, uh, absolutely gorgeous, and uh, and congratulations to you for uh, for that. Um, oh yeah, yeah. honor to be nominated. Yeah. Um, so that was that was the excitement for Sunday night. We watched a couple movies. Yep. Uh, did we watch Nope on Friday night? I have no memory of what day we watched Nope. But yeah, entertaining, not scary, but fun. Yeah, the the lots of. Lots of, of Jordan Peele's work I would classify as really cool and interesting and done with the trappings of the horror genre, not scary to me specifically. Uh, that said, a lot of my work is like that too for many yeah, people. Yeah. So, like, that's great. You know, it's, it's, I don't think that what moves the dead, you know, it was not meant to terrify anyone. It's just meant to be really interesting and written with the kind of, you know, the, the, the setting and the, the expectations of horror. Uh, yeah. 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 Very much so. Very much so. And then we watched Ur, RRR last yes. night. Yes. Which is a three hour Indian action film. And it combines myth and fantasy and a couple of what-if statements and playing fast and loose with history, as in 
names are taken from history, but it's not a historical drama in any yeah, way, I'm shape, or form. Yeah, I'm pretty sure none of the, uh, the people involved actually threw a live leopard at the British. I, they, yeah. Yeah, no. And, um, that was, I mean... That was a hell of a thing. It was, it was a ride. <laughs> it was a ride. Best dance-off I've seen in, in movies in, I want to say, almost in forever. Like, that that was just an incredible dance-off. Well, you know, it, uh, uh, this wasn't Bollywood, apparently. It was... Uh, no, no. Uh, uh, Telugu... I, I, I don't know, but... Yeah. Every... Uh, movies out of India do tend to uh, be heavy on the dance-offs. Yes. Or, and, and the, the, you know, musical numbers. Yes, and the soundtrack was just incredible. And, and the funny thing was, one of my coworkers who is from India was like, I am so glad to see so many people getting on board with this movie. And also, what were your favorite, what did you love about it? And I'm like, well... It was ridiculous, it was over the top, and oh my god, the music and the dance-off. So... <laughs> I mean, dude, dude literally threw a leopard at the British. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's very silly and, and delightful and weird. Yes, uh, it is a superhero movie, I believe. Yes. Um... So, uh, go, you know, go check it out, go onto Wikipedia and look at the, here is where it is 100% historically inaccurate, which is fine because. I, I don't think I'm taking historical accuracy from anything where a man survives a burning train wreck because he's wrapped in the flag. I mean... At one point, there was a slow-mo ran towards each other underwater for a manly bro handshake. Yeah, it was it was a hell of a thing. So, uh, but also the the writer and director was like, I just had this what if moment and this what if idea, so I said, let's do it, and it it mixes you know that what if idea with with mythology and and it's. And CGI leopards. And CGI leopards, among other things. It's uh, It really is an experience. It really is. Um, I highly recommend it. It was fun. Uh, and, you know, that's the bulk of our last week. We had days off. I hope other people got to enjoy some time off. Uh, I know in the States I it was... I worked on Labor Day. You did, but you were unconscious for most of Thursday because of your... Because of my dental surgery. Yes. Dental surgery, yes. And you uh, you did not have uh, what we would call your full day on Friday because you were tending to me. Yes. Tending, meaning ferrying me from place to place. And what was it you said about the time you were you got your coffee or your your uh, your chai latte to sit down and write? They called you to say time to come pick him up. Yeah, it did not take long. No. Um. So, yeah, that's that's it from us, and uh, got a lot of stuff coming up. But before we get to any of the stuff that's coming up, we're going to take a break, and then we have your letters. So. We'll be right back after this.
And we are back with letters. Woo. I have letters. All right. Our first letter is from uh, Kerr um, saying, I've started to get badges by email. A new feature based on when downloaded. How convenient. Um, it's a... Uh, I had fixed a bug or there was a, a thing that was causing it not to work so much. I, I, I corrected it. And now, yes, emails, there are, uh, email, you, you should get an email with your, uh, with your badge. <clears throat> so also thank you so much for doing this podcast. I've listened, I think to every single one, but via podcast app while driving, and I haven't always gone back to the website to collect all the badges. I have recommended the podcast to people repeatedly, suggested to people they should be interviewed. They keep saying, no, darn it. Uh, send clips now and then, added quotes to my book of quotes from some. Yeah, so thank you and all of your people. You know, the interesting thing I have here is, uh, my, my question is, uh, Kerr, why haven't you volunteered for tribute yet? So... <laughs> Lead by example! Lead by example. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, um, let's see. Oh, that's a, uh, that one is a pingback on uh, the Cindy episode last week on, uh, on referencing, because Cindy referenced Dino's job hunting episode. Um, all right, so here is a comment on, uh, on the actual moving episode from Dino. Um, yes, uh, I will note there seems to be the occasional error with the CAPTCHA and, uh, the Akismet spam checker. I'm sorting them out as I can. Um, all right, but from Logophage, uh, this episode brought back a bunch of muscle memory, a bunch of trauma for me, having moved just about exactly 13 months ago. I'm sorry for the trauma. Our move was about 100 miles in-state from a rental house to a slightly smaller purchase. We took possession of the new house about a month before our actual move-in day, which allowed us to paint all the bedrooms, the kitchen, and the living room, and to tear out the awful carpet and install flooring. Amen. I, I never want carpet again, honestly. Um, we also replaced almost every light fixture in the place, either before move-in or within the first couple months. If you can, I highly recommend doing something like this to make the place truly your own right away. Some folks hold off on renovations until one day, or until they're pre prepping to sell the house. Don't spend that money without giving yourself the chance to enjoy the results. Um, I have to say, we, my, my ex and I bought this house like brand new with contractor paint. And while we didn't do as much as we could have to make it ours, uh, Ursula and I certainly have gone the extra mile. <laughs> oh yeah. We I think in doing that. Replaced so many light fixtures yeah. and painted so many things. Yeah. And, and God, this paint has been here for like a, a, a while, a, yeah. a decade now. Yeah, um, I mean, one of the things about it is that, um, and there are spots where it's chipped from things being banged against the walls or knocked up and down. And, and so, you know, it probably, one of these days I will feel the mad urge to take everything off the walls and repaint, but I'm kind of happy with everything right now. Maybe I'll just cover those spots with, you know, another painting. Um, uh, <laughs> But considering that uh, you and I have lived in this house much longer than my ex and I did, and obviously I have lived in this house significantly longer, um, 
I, I feel like it has always been mine. It's just more so it's ours now. Um, but yeah, no, do it, do it when you can. Don't, don't wait until the last, till I'm ready to sell and you can't enjoy it. Um, and one thing, uh, mm -hmm. if you can't, like, like if changing up everything is expensive and takes a lot of work. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You'd be amazed how, like, not to sound like, uh, you know, HGTV here, but, uh, <laughs> I replaced the, uh, the light plate switches in the hallway. Yeah. And I really like the new switches. Like, and they're probably a year or so old now. But I just like, like they were cheap. I got them off Etsy, yeah. and they're printed with like Art Deco uh, plant designs, and I just really like them. And and the nice thing, yeah, little things like that, little inexpensive things like that, can make just little changes to make it feel more like yours, even if you can't take the time or the expense to uh, paint the world. Yeah. Um, or, you know, do, do the serious remodels, but it's really easy to do like a light fixture and some wall plates in an afternoon. Or, uh, uh, knobs on counters, uh, not counters, cupboards. Yes. Yeah. I did the, the kitchen cupboards. Yeah. And you've, I mean, you've been doing other cupboards over time. Like I noticed you did the master bathroom like first. <laughs> Yes, that's I, one, I replaced yeah. the the drawer poles with, uh, uh, I believe they're cicadas. Yes, and uh, and one set with with fish. Yeah, uh, let's see. Um, a note on books: we called down from an insane amount of books to a merely unreasonable amount before <laughs> the move. Um, a few select items went to friends who needed would appreciate them, and we took the rest of the local used bookstore for store credit. Then we gave the credit slip to the cashier to use on the next however many customers walked in the door. Aww. I imagine we made a few people's days. Um, you may be tempted to take a ton of stuff to Goodwill or similar, but please bear in mind that they don't want your manky undershirts or busted toys. Only donate, donate items that are perfectly good. You just don't have a use for them anymore. The trash bin is your friend indeed yes um and also i recommend renting if you're doing like a major thing or a major clean out rent a a as they call it in the uk a skip um not really a dumpster but you know you know uh but rent one and uh because man that is handy when doing like a big clean out or renovation thing where it's just all right I'm taking everything I'm just taking it outside and dropping it off I don't have to you know someone will load and cart it away for me later. Yes um, we had to do that when we ripped up all the carpet. Yes and did some things in the uh the uh, room over the garage yeah. Yeah. Um and then let's see, tip your movers, tip them generously in cash and directly to each individual along with a verbal thank you. These folks busted their ass for your stuff and it's practically guaranteed that whatever amount you give them will mean a lot more to them than it does to you. Um, thank you so much for that letter. Um, let's see, who is next? Um, some more thoughts on episode 264 from uh, Mark. Um, wow, this episode was a true Dino extravaganza. Thank you. <laughs> thanks to you both for all the great ideas and stories. In addition to the excellent suggestions offered in this episode, I'd like to add a couple to my own with respect to packing more fragile items. If your community still has a local print edition newspaper, there's a local printer that prints that paper. And that printer will have the ends of rolls of large newsprint left over that they often have 
for sale fairly cheaply. And that stuff is awesome to wrap breakables with, as well as being a great source of cheap art paper for kids and their projects. One roll end of newsprint will last a surprisingly long time. I got two moves out of the last one I bought, and I still have some paper left on it. Nice. The other suggestion is to ask your friends to save the padded envelopes that stuff from various online retailers is mailed in for you. It's basically free bubble wrap in handy bag form and great for packing and padding glassware and plates. Uh, thanks again for another great episode. Mark, not writing about badges this time. <laughs> I've spent a lot of uh, a, a lot of the fixes to the badge system has become has been because Mark found up found it and told me about it. So uh, yeah, um, I will say if you're uh, using movers, a a fact yes. that I learned back in the day, movers very very rarely will be willing to pack either dollhouses or aquariums. Yes. And this is because uh, uh, they are too fiddly and too breakable. And they do not wish to be liable uh, for these things. And I know this because my stepmother uh, (laughs) was a dollhouse collector. And... Really into miniatures, like she sold stuff at miniature shows and whatnot. And right. uh, long ago and far away in 2012, I think, mm-hmm. I uh, helped my father and oh, stepmother yeah, move it was, across the country. It was 2012 because I remember you calling because you got your Hugo nomination while you were on the road and thought it was a scam at first. Yes, and then I was like, wait a minute. Nobody would target science fiction authors. We don't have any money. Right. Uh, And I will never forget the fact that I arrived two days later than uh, than my two stepsisters. And thus, while they had taken the rest of the house, the dollhouse room had been left (laughs) for me. For you. And you alone. Yes. And the the first one I packed exquisitely. I I hand wrapped so many tiny things. And, and the sixth one I basically turned <laughs> upside down, shook, shoved in a thing with you know onto newspaper, wadded it up, threw it in a box, and. My stepmother still uh, uh, tells me how pleased she was at my packing job, and she doesn't seem to be being sarcastic, so... That makes me wonder about the people who who helped her pack in the past. Um, I don't know, but... Yeah. Uh, Let's see. From Sharon. Um, uh, Also about the Dino moving extravaganza. Yes, I still have nightmares about packing little tiny furniture. Oh, you do. You do. Go on, um, sorry, didn't mean to Anyway, interrupt. yes. Uh, given how traumatic I find moving, this was a very comforting episode to listen to while I move furniture around in my room. Fortunately, I'm not moving this year, but my two housemates are leaving and two new peeps are moving in. I experienced both the best and worst organized moves, moves of my life while in, while in Switzerland for grad school. 
My supervisor and her boyfriend moved from a third floor walk-up to another third floor walk-up two miles away, entirely on the strength of their lab mates. But because everything was beautifully boxed the moment we arrived and they presented us with the traditional pizza dinner afterwards, all was joviality and good feeling. And that is how it should be. Yes. This was a perfect example of finding people's strong points and aiming them in the correct direction. They had carefully strategized the order of packing, the van route, etc. beforehand, which, as a 24-year-old with raging dysfunctional ADHD, I could have no more done than sing the Albanian national anthem while standing on my head. I did, however, have almost unlimited anxiety-fueled energy, so I was good for four hours of powering boxes up and downstairs. Theoretically, I should have learned the Icelandic word for books from this experience, because they did not spread their volumes out among the boxes. In retrospect, possibly they should have labeled those in English. In contrast, when I found out two years later that I would not, as I had expected, be staying in that at that lab to do a PhD, I got to do a panicked intercontinental move back oh. to the U.S. via the post, which in practice meant I had to get rid of 90% of my stuff. I still kind of think the whole experience was the universe punishing me for the hubris of purchasing a real set of dinner plates as a lowly grad student. I mean, I can't swear it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, the one trick I learned from this and other disaster moves was take pictures of anything with only sentimental value and then throw it away, sell it, donate it. You'll <laughs> likely regret throwing away some of it, but at least you'll have a record of what it looked like. You may also end up with a lot of photos you don't care about. In my panic, I photographed every single insurance and phone bill I paid while in grad school. But that's far easier to manage than physical stuff. This is also helpful if you're moving after a house-destroying disaster and some objects aren't salvageable but have a lot of emotional weight. Woohoo, flood that destroyed my parents' house freshman year in college. Oof. Uh, no, my, my aunt and uncle went through... Um, Something similar, a lightning strike set their house on fire, and they lost damn near everything. And uh, there are still some things they have salvaged that apparently smell strongly of smoke and water. Um, or smell strongly of smoke and have water damage, but they, they can't be... They, they cannot bear to part with them, and I can understand how that can, uh, can happen, yeah. Um... In case it's not obvious, I very much agree with Dino about the importance of recognizing the trauma inherent in moving and trying to give yourself time and space to deal with that. So often moving is tied up emotionally with the worst events of our lives, dreams that burned up, relationships that ended, natural or man-made catastrophes. Even the good moves have those shadows over them. Oh, truth. Um, Another thing, because I've done a lot of unexpected moving in my life and I live in an urban area with a vicious housing market, I'm, I continuously rent a small storage unit, even though it is largely empty most of the time. At points of housing uncertainty, I have decanted most of my shit into the storage unit and lived off of a couple of boxes so that when and if I had to move, I could move fast and under my own steam and then gradually fetch my stuff from storage when a friend with a car has time or I had money to rent a vehicle. My storage unit is about $100 a month, which I could more or less afford even when I was couch surfing or staying with friends. Obviously, that's sort of a know-yourself situation. If having a storage unit enables hoarding or similar, it might not be a good idea, but it can also add some security and extra time buffer to more chaotic moving processes. No, uh, straight up, uh, when uh, my ex and I moved down from New York City and we... You know, we didn't have a place to live. We were staying with her parents. Uh, we, everything, pretty much everything we owned except the necessities 
lived in a storage unit until um, until we finally got a, uh, a duplex, um, you know, got our rental, and then from the rental to that was two houses ago, or that was that was a house ago, something like that. Anyway, that's um, uh, that's much better. Mine, uh, my entire house briefly lived in my friend Deb's garage. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Liz still has her storage unit. I believe so, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Also, for mustard lovers, I hi highly recommend the Museum of Burgundian Life in Dijon, which has a special room dedicated to the history of mustard manufacture and packaging. Thanks, as always, for the podcast, Sharon. Oh, my God, we have to go to Dijon. Okay. For the Museum of Burgundian Life. And this whole thing about mustard manufacture and packaging. Oh my god, this is... That'll probably end up with me writing a fantasy novel based on mustard. Have you written a fantasy novel based on butter yet? No. But, I mean, this is the experience we're talking about here. You know, this, this sounds like this is, this is the butter museum in Cork all over again. Quite possibly. Um, I'm down. So, yes. Uh, and also, uh, I forget who recommended it to me. I have a lovely French mustard um, with, uh, made with cognac, and it is, it is absolutely amazing. It is, it is possibly, like, I can't wait to put it on sandwiches. I've had it on, 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 on sausages, and it's, oh, so good. <laughs> uh, I, will, I will link that. that uh, I think maybe it was Dino told me about it. Um, I will link to, I, I will put a link in because it was, oh, so good. All right. Are you ready? Uh, what am I ready for? Um, the otters. Oh, yes. I, yeah. I have been told there is a question about otters. Not a question. A comment? Not a question. Yes. Yes. Um, is it well done? You've ruined otters forever? No, as a matter of fact. Uh, let's see. From, and this is from Selfie. Uh, I recently listened to my own episode and hope that it was useful to others. I may be rereading parts of this letter from an earlier letter show, I'm just saying. Um, I thought I would like to clarify a few things which I had touched on during the interview but got distracted from with all the whiskey talk. Firstly, the decision to go back into medica on to medication was largely informed by my increasing dependence on sugary snacks to help me concentrate on my work, which has significantly increased my weight gain over the COVID period to rather unhealthy levels and also pushed me towards becoming quite strongly pre-diabetic. It is hoped that with the new medication, I will be able to significantly reduce my sugar intake and thus bring my body back to a healthier balance. Having since consulted my doctor about going on the new ADHD medication, we have a lot of decisions to make, as apparently some of the newer medications have been linked to fetal deformation. Oof. My husband and I have been trying for a baby for some time now. I will keep you updated if there are any changes, as I think that decision-making about medication is very important, and it sometimes helps to have someone else's perspective. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, no, no changes on that front, um, at least none that Selfie has told me about in our conversations that led to her resending this letter, because I have to read it. Um, further to the above, I forgot to mention that I use the Flow app to keep track of my cycle, and that is part of the organizational apps that I use. I am, of course, quite aware that the Flow app is owned by Facebook, Meta, whatever, and therefore not the most private of apps, but I figure if someone really wants to know about my periods, they can have that information for all the good it will do them. 
I hope at least they will use that info for useful scientific studies and not evil. It's not like they can use my period info to access my bank account. Bank safety standards, as far as I know, haven't gone to quite that level of personal that they need to know my cycle. I think. Maybe. Honestly, the doctor's office, though, is like, when was your last period? I don't remember. It was sometime within 28 days, probably. Yes. Ask my husband. He probably knows. Um, secondly, my sister has informed me that my retelling of her whiskey story was largely incorrect, and that the Japanese man who recommended the whiskey did not just say that it was smoother. Apparently he said it was so smoother, which was apparently made a large difference. <laughs> Also, he was recommending the Suntory Blue Blended Whiskey, which is apparently a very fine whiskey that costs about uh, $1,800 US for a 750 milliliter bottle. Jesus the Christ. Nearly dying when she saw the price. Thirdly, I've made a mistake in the number of otter families. There are, in fact, nine otter families that live in Singapore. Also, there are apparently now two, yes, two, pangolin bridges. Oh. They are called Echo Link Bridges. There is one in uh, Bukit Timah. I hope I'm saying that right, which links to wooded areas of two major wildlife reserve areas. And a new one was recently constructed in Mandai, which spans the Mandai Road near the Singapore Zoo. Oh, so the pangolins, have, they're a wildlife bridge for pangolins. Yes. That's wonderful. That being said, I wish to address Ursula's unfair maligning of the Zook otter family. Okay, I will point out there was nothing unfair about that. I actually consulted with someone who had worked with giant otters. Go on. As stated on your show, the Zook otter family had recently attacked an elderly man, biting him in the ankles until he, th he quote, thought that he was going to die. In defense of the Zook otter family, they have since been chased out of their clan territories and have taken up a migratory route due to their Romeo and Juliet origins. Oh, okay, so this is the specific otters, which I might yes, have maligned. Yes. All right, uh, the family heads of the Zook family are the son and daughter of the feuding Marina and Bishan families, who have been at loggerheads since the reintroduction of otter kind to Singapore's fresh waters. Since then, the Zook family has attempted to settle in the Singapore Botanic Gardens, where they have been harassed constantly, not only by other otters, but also by people chasing them around the park and gardens. They've only recently become somewhat defensive, as one of their pups suffered a rather nasty injury from being stepped on by a jogger. Oh no! Numerous signs have been put up to discourage people from harassing the otters, but people continue to chase after them for photos. Yeah. Furthermore, are about wildlife. Yeah. Furthermore, since the otter attack on the jogger has stepped on one of their pups, people have become aggressive towards the local otters, no. sometimes preemptively scaring them with umbrellas. I can therefore not allow Ursula's comments on the Zook family to pass unchallenged. I I hereby withdraw my statement. The the otters have been maligned and are justified in using any and all force to defend themselves. Yes. I can therefore not... All right. Um, while the Zook family is not entirely innocent due to their unprovoked attack on the elderly gentleman, they're not wholly to blame for their aggressive behavior. People, just stay the hell away from wildlife. Yes. Finally, Kluxmi, uh never did break brood and had to be sold. Apparently, the actual thing that broke her brood was a car trip to the clutch of eggs she was to hatch. She sits on them occasionally, switching out with another hen, and now lays beautiful bluish eggs for her new owners. I'm now adding car trips as a method for brood breaking. That's impressive. Yeah. Uh, let me know if you need anything else, but as we also missed your happy burbling about the remarkable in the re-interview, I would like to hear it again. Sincerely, Selfie. Uh, just FYI, my name is spelled with an E on the end. Yes, uh, that's, that's my bad. Um, 
So, oops. Uh, yeah, so there's, there's that. Now, I, this final letter, um, unfortunately, I did not put in the show notes for the one it, it, uh, it, uh, it references. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, I have no idea, uh, what this refers to. That museum is amazing. I was one of the small children who helped polish the giant copper nugget to a high gloss before the do not touch sign was added. I have fond memories of listening to the violinists in the old entrance hall every Wednesday in the summer. This was on um, episode 182 in 2001. I don't know what museum that was. It couldn't have been 2001. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin, we're... You weren't podcasting. In I'm sorry, 2021. <laughs> My bad. You're right. I was not. I don't I, think I, podcasting exists. If it did, none of us had heard of it. Yes, so that's from Azure Lunatic. Oh, hi, Azure. Um, and that is our final letter. So, big thank you to Kerr, Logophage, um, Mark, um, Sharon, Selfie, and Azure for your comments and your letters. You know I love getting your letters and comments and love reading them. So we will uh, we will be back to wrap up the show right after this. back um you're still signing things yes uh and i need to ship several boxes of these back to rothfuss so he can sign them but yes, yes i am now signing the next batch that these are the the autograph pages that we both signed so i signed my half and need to send them back to him and he signed his half and sent them to me and so i am signing those Right. But I need boxes to put them in. You need boxes to put them in, yes. Uh, so here's what I'm going to thank. I'm going to thank Kerr and Logophage and Mark and Sharon and Selfie and Azure Lunatic for their letters. Y'all write in. I love reading your letters. Um, even does. if you're, I will read them online if you're, you're emailing to tell me I am an absolute shit. Um, because I can take it. And if you think so, then, uh, you know. Let's 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 share that with other people. Um, if you're hate listening, more power to you. Um, you can also just write in and say you like the show. Yes, absolutely. Please, if you like the show or if you have questions. You, you don't have to manufacture loathing. Yeah. And uh, please also, if you are recommending to your friends that they should be interviewed, then maybe you yourself should lead by example and write in and say, I volunteer as tribute and we will make that happen. Um, anybody I interview right now, uh, my goodness, um, I'm loading up things for late November and December now. Hi, Hound. So, uh, you have time to be nervous about it. <laughs> it's, it's, there's, there's really no need to be no, nervous. No, there isn't. And you, even if you don't think you have an interesting job. Man, like, yeah. You would be amazed 
the um, the things that that we are interested in. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yes, beautiful hound, you're you're very beautiful. Yes, she is. Hi, she is. I'm trying to sign things. You're, and petting hounds does not get things signed. Yeah, yes. I know. So thinking of signing things, uh, you 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 use words when you sign things. What? You use words when you sign things. The words are mostly a scribble of Ursula V or T. Kingfisher, yes, but yes, it, yeah. But the words, and we use words here too uh, oh, as that was badge an codes. As at a segue. Yes, and you just whiffed. Well, it's Just that's because I'm not. I don't think of my signature as a word. It's a pictogram squiggle. <laughs> okay, um, right. I will. I will take that under advisement for the next time. But um, our word for this week, our badge code for this week, is shipping pages. Uh, no space. No. No. Whatever. Just shipping pages. All one word. And you can go to productivityalchemy.com and put that into the little box that says uh, enter badge code and you will get a badge. Badges are kind of cool and I know a lot of you really like them. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, go check them out. While you're there, you can look at the badge how-to. You can look at all the badges you can earn. You can look at past episodes. You can you can look at past episodes and show notes. And the sh like the show notes I'm going to be writing. Excuse me for this episode about the um uh about you know links to the butter museum in Cork and the museum of uh Burgundian, Burgundian life. life um and the Zook Otter factory uh, yes. factory family. Family, yes. I mean, I mean who they... I have unfairly maligned and again I I I apologize <laughs> for for having contributed to anti-otter sentiment. Yeah. Um, in, in other news about Unless that, they're but. Amazonian giant otters, in which case, oh my God, those things like giggle like demented children. And yeah, those, are those, those are, they're fucking terrifying. As yes, well. they should yeah. still be protected by all means. They yes. are marvelous, wonderful Amazing. Creatures. Fucking terrifying. Don't swim with them. No. Uh, all that... All that, yeah, you can you can find out. There's all kinds of links uh, in the back episodes. There's even um, a link to a page that says support us, and it's got a link to Kofi and Patreon and, and blah, blah, blah. And you should not blah. click that. Don't click that. We're good. We're, we're great. Um, one of the, the things that I, you know, uh, we, we believe is that we don't need it, and other people do. Other people need it a lot more than we do. Um, and as such, um, I actually am going to uh, recommend um, a, a non-standard charity for us, but it's one that's, that's come to my attention twice in the last two, three weeks, oh. um, and that is Music Cares. Um, I don't know if, uh, if people saw this past weekend was the big Taylor Hawkins um, tribute concert in London and all of the donations and proceeds from it were going to Music Cares, which offers, um, free drug rehabilitation for, um, musicians. It offers support, uh, for musicians. It's a, you know, a fund for musicians who cannot work because of circumstances beyond their control, <coughs> pandemic, um, Aging musicians, aging who are, musicians, who yeah, have medical issues. I mean, we're not talking about like the the Rolling Stones of the world here. No, but there, are, you know, there are lots of other 
you know, there are lots of musicians out there who, who belong to um, the various, you know, the, the various organizations who are not rock superstars, are not, you know, blues superstars who are just enough to make a living and they lose, you know, they lose a month of gigs because of, well, because of, and suddenly they are on the edge of homeless and, and et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's really, I think music cares is really important, um, in, you know, helping the people who need it. So, uh, that is, that is our letter show charity this month is music cares. Um, and also, uh, I will link to the, to the concert. If, uh, if you're a Foo Fighters fan or, you know, any of that stuff, there were some amazing performances and, uh, and I believe YouTube and Google cut out all of the processing fees so that when you donated through the show, it went directly to Music Cares with no, no cut being taken by anyone, which is kind of interesting for a company like that to do. But, you know, there's what it is. Um, so, yeah, we will, uh, I will make sure that is the very first link on the show notes at productivityalchemy.com. I think that's everything. Yep. And so, um, yeah, uh, next week um, I have an interview with Stacy. I'm really excited to share. And I've got some other really good ones coming up. And we will talk more about that later. In the meantime, uh, you know what? Get out there and uh, do your best to um, stay productive no matter what that looks like. In my case, tomorrow it's driving to Charlotte. Hey, you know. That's what it is. Oh, so. yeah.